Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Prayer of agreement. The ones that didn't do it last Tuesday. And whoever want to go first, it'll be fine. Okay, want to stand in agreement with me? Wait, which way? <laughs> okay, Father God, I come to you before you asking for a hundred thousand dollars to remodel our home. Father, you said I have not because I ask not. And according to James, according to James four two, Father, you said if two agree touching anything, it shall be done. And I thank you for my sister Teresa that's touching and agreeing with me according to Matthew 18, 19. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, my husband and I are in agreement in praying that all bondage that are preventing us from prospering spiritually and financially be broken. You said in Matthew 18:19 says, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. We are also in agreement in thanking you for good health and strength, for me being healed, delivered, and set free. For third John says, one through two says, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. The prayer of agreement is one of the most powerful tools God has given us. It is a prayer that Jesus himself guaranteed would bring results every time. Amen. Do we have anyone else? Okay. All right, the prayer of agreement. Father God, Amos 3, 3 say, can two walk together except they be agreed? Father God, my wife and I come <clears throat> together, touch and agree to be more like you, God. Your word said in 1 John 2, 6, that he that said that he abide in him ought to himself also to walk even as he walked. And your word says 
in Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. Now, Lord, your, your word says in Roman twelve two. And be not conformed of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and accepted in the perfect will of God. And Father God, and Father God, you also said in your word in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, be ye be ye follower of me, even as I also am of Christ. And Father God, your word also tells us in John three thirty, we must in, he must increase, but I must decrease. And Father God, as you increase in in us, and we're becoming more like you, your word also tells me in Ephesians two ten, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we shall walk in them. So, Father God, we are touching and agreeing right now in Jesus' name, not only for us, but for our Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries Church family, that we all are striving to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Is that everybody for the prayer of agreement? Father, our prayer of agreement is based on the word of God. It is on being on one accord. Father, according to Amos 3.3, 3, can two walk together except they agree? Father, according to Matthew 18.19-20, Father, again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth according to anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. Thank you, Father. According to Isaiah 4.9, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Father, according to Ephesus 17, 9 to 13, we shall hold up our leader arms, and whatever she needs, we shall lift her up in prayer according to the word of God. Thank you, Father. We shall humble ourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt us, and he will give us purpose. That's the amplified version of James 4.10, James 4, 1, um, 1 Peter 5 and 6 that says that we shall humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt us in due season. 1 Peter 2.18-25, God, you remind us of Christ being our example to be subject to, be subject to, submissive to our masters humbly. We know and we have the confidence in him that if Melody and Sonia ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if Melody and Sonia know that he hears us whatsoever we, Melody and Sonia, ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. That's First John five fourteen through 15. Amen.
Father, in Jesus' name, according to Matthew 18, 19 through 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that every need is met in the audio and the video department at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And Father, we ask that you get us ready for the lost souls that are coming to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries to get to know and accept you. And we ask, God, that you send them, Lord, in Jesus' name. And touch the hearts of our family members that they may hear and receive this glorious gospel that is able to save their souls. Amen. Now, is that everybody for the prayer of agreement? You, Miss Deborah? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I want to know with doing um, the prayer of agreement, prayer of supplication, the prayer of thanksgiving, before we move on to another, what have you gotten out of all of this? How have this helped you with what we have went over so far? What have you seen? dealing in these different prayers. Oh. Okay. Come come up so they can hear you online. Whoever want to say something that they have gotten out of this and how this has helped. You can come up and um Whoever want to say something just come to the front and we'll just and I think you had something to say too, Sister Loretta. We, I noticed that we are inviting God, and it's about Him, uh, and we're standing on His word and not just our word. We're inviting Him, and, and you know He's getting the glory out of us because you know it's not what we're saying; it, it's, it's standing on the word of God, and He hears that. Amen. Turn that on, Sister Loretta. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what I've got <coughs> out of the whole thing is that you don't just pray about something. You, you come together with others, and they stand in agreement with it. We should come together on one accord, agreeing together. Okay. Hold it. And um, when we're praying, we have to pray according to the word. We have to be specific in what we're asking um, and pray according to the scriptures. And like she said, not just saying, you know, anything, but um, believing, asking, and trusting, and speaking the word specifically of what it is that we're praying about. Uh, it's a major difference when you just are praying. When you're praying that word of God, is the word is not going to return back to his, him void, but it's going to go forth and accomplish the thing therein it was sent to do. I know this, but when you write the vision and you make it plain and you're praying this vision and you're writing it, you, it's like your spirit is automatically um, inclined your body and mind to do what you have written and what you have prayed. And it's like you line up to this automatically and you may think about it later and say, why did I, 
oh, I did pray that. You know, and it just, it just, it's just powerful. You know, I've been in this place, but not this deep as what we have been taking this time. Well, I have been taken through this time. I've been in this season of writing visions and according to the word and us standing on the word and us believing the same word. But it just, it's just, it's, it's something about us as a church body. It was more um, agreement around me, not just in my house, not just with two people, or not just with me and somebody, someone else. All of us walking on one accord. It's like, it, it, it just added just so much. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what word to use, but it's just powerful. You just feel it and you just know it and it's just in and through you and it's just moving. Mountains are moving. Yokes are breaking and things are just happening because we all, the love, the, the love for God is just, it's just blowing up. That's what Amen. Um, going back to a prayer that I prayed, this um, fruition came today. Um, and I know quite a few of us that have college loans, you know, you put in, and they said that they would pay it. Well, the first letter I got said um, I was denied, and they didn't pay it. But my prayer was, before that, I had been speaking it for a while, um, because the word tells us to ask, and we shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open. Um, and God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And whatsoever I ask, I have confidence to know that I'm going to get it because I'm asking him and giving him his word back. And he's faithful to perform it. So I, they told me that, and I said, um, um, you know what, I ain't worrying about it because God... You're going to fix it. I already knew it. Even though it said no, it didn't mean nothing to me. Um, so today I'm sitting at the desk and I just all of a sudden went to my personal email and I looked and it said there was a change on your credit thing. Something had been closed. And I'm like, huh? And I say, but well, I went in and I clicked on it and I looked at it and it said it was closed. So I went to the college loan and it said zero. <laughs> Then I went to the other college loan thing, and it said zero balance, and it had a big smiley face up there. I said, well, praise God, hallelujah. I was in that door. <laughs> Amen. And the lady came out. She was like, Miss Waddell, what is it? I said, girl. And then I told her, but standing on the word, praying the word specifically, because I was specifically asking that that be wiped out. Amen. The first um, answer I got was no, but no means nothing to God. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay, so yeah, this Apostle Cross, uh, one of the things that um, for me, um, the prayers uh, of agreement specifically um, helped me in categorizing everything. So I was able to categorize the warfare prayers, the prayers of agreement, 
the prayers of petition and then put the prayer in that category and it just helped me be more organized in my prayers and not be all over the place going from like one to the other to the other which i guess is fine in some instances but for me if i categorize those prayers i can focus specifically on uh the prayer of agreement the warfare prayer the prayer petition and just you know hit it all in a row so that's how that helped me amen now we looked at what a prayer of agreement is it's when two or more people come together in harmony on one accord with one mind and it's believing God for the same thing according to the word what would stop people from being on one accord what would stop them not in agreement what else Jealousy, what else? Doubt and fear, what else? Confusion, what else? Unbelief, what else? Is there anything else? Lifestyle. So we look at when you come together with someone, you want to see fruit. You just don't want to come together with someone that if they are spitting out the word, you still got to know fruit. You got to see behind the scene. This is why you have discerning of spirits. Everybody who speak the word, they can be speaking the same word you're speaking, but their heart can be far from you. So God is going to always show you people hearts. He's going to always show you the fruit that that person is bearing. He's going to show you their lifestyle. He's going to show you the things in their life to let you know, okay, they're really trusting God. God is really with them. So you just don't touch and agree just because somebody know the word. The devil knows the word. And you have to be very careful when you come in together with people that's spitting the word out. And then you still have to be careful with those that say they know, but yet they don't know. And it's a form of pride there. You have to watch. A person can tell you that God is a healer. But when something is going on with them... They're not living like God is a healer. Do you touch and agree? Okay, you say no, right? But on the other hand, you don't have to touch and agree. They can say, now in my situation, I know this is what the word says, but I haven't gotten there yet. So if that person is being honest with you and say they haven't gotten there yet, do you touch and agree? Do you? Why would you? Because they really haven't, they believe the word, but they saying they're believing the word, but for them, it's different for them. They haven't gotten what they want from God, their healing, but they said the word is true, but there's a blocker there for me. They're telling you it's true. So do you touch and agree? Wouldn't you think it's, it's, it's a blocker there? They're telling you it's a blocker there. I can stand with you. But it's a blocker in my You don't want somebody to stand with you to have a blocker in their life. Because it's things that's blocking them. So do you think they're going to truly believe for you? If you can't believe for yourself. Come on somebody. How are you believing for somebody else? That don't add up. No, you got to be the first partaker of what the word of God is saying. So we have to be so careful about coming into agreement, especially with somebody that's not saved. So we have to be careful with coming into agreement with gossipers. 
with the ones that's gossiping all the time. And now they want to pray with you. They want to tell you something. So you have to be so careful. It has to be in harmony on one accord with one mind, believing the same thing and according to the word. And if you don't know what the word is saying to you, how you know that they're presenting the word if you're not in the word yourself. So we have to be so careful when it comes to the prayer of agreement. Just don't agree with in and everybody. Watch the lifestyle. Watch the fruit that they're bearing. See if things are coming forth in their lives. And if you don't see nothing coming forth in their lives, if they're talking more of the world than they're talking God, why would you want to touch and agree with them? If one minute they're saying God can, then the next minute they're saying, well, I don't know if that's his will. Why touch and agree with them? So doing these prayers of agreement, prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of supplication, which is called two prayers of petition, you're going to know the difference. You're going to know when people pray where they're coming from. If anybody is praying in a church that says, if it be God's will, cut right there. You don't be in agreement with that. And it's a lot of people in agreement with people that's praying, if it be God's will. The reason why they say that, because for one, they probably don't know his will. For two, they're not trusting God. So if anything happened, that's why they're saying, if it be God's will. So we're hearing this all the time. If it be God's will, he'll do this or he'll do that. And then some people use an excuse. Well, God didn't heal because you did this. God is a healer, period, outside of you. Regardless of what we do, it's not going to change what God has already done. So people use that excuse. You didn't do this. This is why God didn't heal you. Go back in the word of God and see how these people were yet sinners. But God still healed. He was a a healer outside of them. They didn't have to be born again for them to get healed. So people need to quit using excuses to say, this is why God didn't do this. This is why God didn't do that. You may have a roadblock in your way, but that don't change God. We just have to move what's keeping us from receiving what God has already done. So we need to quit using excuses to make us feel good. Like if you pray for a person and that person go on to glory, we need to quit saying, well, it wasn't God's will for them to get healed. He knew they were going to die. We make up excuses because sometimes we feel guilty. And we try to find an excuse because sometimes pride is in there that will make um, us look low when we want to stay high. So we got to find an excuse to say this didn't happen because if God said it, God ain't going to change what he said. Outside of what's going on, God is not going to change it. So we don't need to try to make up excuses, but watch who you touch and agree with. Do not touch and agree with any and everybody. Do not tell people something that you do not believe yourself. If you have not gotten there, don't just say it to make people think you're there when you're not there. Just say, you know what? I know the word is true, but I haven't gotten there yet. Tell the truth. This is what God says, and you're going to have to grab hold to it for yourself because God is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it, shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it, shall he not make it good? God is not going to change because it's not based on us. It's based on his son. So no matter what you do or how you do it, God has already done what needs to be done. 
And that's how it should be. So when we go into prayer, we should never base it upon us. We should never base it on um, what we do or how we do it. We should base it on what Jesus have already done. So are we good with the prayer of agreement? Amen. Don't touch in it. Kathy, were you saying something? Uh-huh. Unbelief. That's right. Right. Amen. 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 And we have to do that because sometimes things um, can be like a whirlwind in your life that's going on. And you know what God has said. But seem like the devil be bringing these thoughts in your head saying, well, this ain't happened. That ain't happened. And just like Kathy was saying, Lord, I believe you, but help my unbelief. So we too have to ask God too, where's this unbelief coming from? Where is this coming from? Why is this um, being brought to me, this unbelief? Where did I pick this up from? And sometimes it's stuff that'll be hidden when we believe in God for something. And then it begin to pop up his head and you'd be like, what? But we have to still stand on what God is saying. So tonight, what I want to go over, I'm going to go over the prayer of intercession. The prayer of intercession, that means is standing in the gap. The prayer of intercession is standing in the gap. Um, Ezekiel 22, verses 22 through 31, I'm reading out the expanded Bible. Ezekiel 22, 23 through 31. Ezekiel 22, 23-31. The Lord spoke his word to me, saying, Human, say to the land, you are a land that has not, has not had rain or showers when God is angry, like a roaring lion that, tears, that, that tears the animal it has caught. Israel rulers make evil plans. They have destroyed lives and have taken treasures and valuable precious things. They have caused many women to become widows. Israel's priests do cruel things to my teaching and do not honor my holy things. They make no difference between holy and unholy things, and they teach there is no difference between clean and unclean things. They do not remember my Sabbath, so I am dishonored by them, like wolves tearing a dead animal. Jerusalem leaders have killed people for profit. And the prophets try to cover this up by false visions and by lying messages. They say, this is what the Lord God says when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land cheat others and steal. They hurt the poor and needy. They cheat foreigners and do not treat them fairly. I look for someone to build up the walls and to stand before me where the walls are broken to defend these people. So I will not have to destroy them. But I could not find anyone, so I had, so I let them see my anger, my wrath. I destroyed them with an anger that was like fire because of all of these things they have done, says the Lord God. The verse I'm looking at is verse 30 in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. God was looking for somebody to stand in the gap 
for the sins, all these sins that these people were committing, but he could not find nobody. So we're talking about standing in the gap. And we look at um, Abraham in Genesis 18. Y'all know when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham was standing in the gap. He was interceding for them. And he kept um, telling God if he would find this many righteous, would he destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? And we know that God didn't find any righteous except Lot's family. Then when we look in um, Exodus 32, this is when Moses went up to be with the Lord and the Israelites was down there partying. They had built, um, made a um, molding um, calf, a golden calf, and God was going to, you know, kill them. But Moses, he did what? He interceded. He stood in the gap. So that's in um, Exodus 32. And when Moses was standing in the gap in Exodus 32, he was telling God, you can't do this to these people because the nation's going to look at you. So God, he repented. He told God to repent. He said, you need to change your mind. So come on, look how Moses was talking to God. You need to repent. You need to change your mind. Then we look. I got Moses. I got Abraham. And I'm looking at the book of Ezekiel. But I want you to know that's old covenant. This is what they did in the old covenant. Because Jesus had not died. He had not atoned for our sins. These days and times, what... um, People are doing intercessors. They are um, doing like Moses. They're doing like Abraham. They're saying we need to stand in the gap for our nation. You know, for what the nation is doing for their sins, but they're wrong. This is not what needs to be done. This was done because Jesus had not died. So they were standing in the gap for the people. But today, we don't have to do like they done. I want y'all to understand that. You got people mapping out different cities. You got people um, doing spiritual warfare in different places saying, we got to pray in this particular place to make sure that this stops in that particular place. That's wrong. I'm going to tell you why. Jesus have done everything that needs to be done for the whole nation. According to, I'm, I'm going to give you some more, but Hebrews 7.25 says in the Amplified Version, Therefore he's able also to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all times and eternity, those who come to God through him, since he is always living to make petition to God and intercede with him and intervene for them. Romans 8.34 Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also make intercession for us. So we see that Jesus, he's at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. When Jesus shed his blood on that cross, that blood that he shed took away all sins, past, present, and future sins. He is the intercessor on our behalf. So what do we do today as intercessors? This is what we do. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 5. The Bible tells us, first of all, then I tell you to pray for all people, asking God for what they need and being thankful to him. Pray for rulers and for all who have authority so that we we can have quiet and peaceful lives full of worship and respect for God. This is good and it pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to know the truth. 
There is one God and one mediator so that human beings can reach God, Christ Jesus, who himself is human. So what we do when we go into prayer, dealing with the nations and dealing with people um, being saved, this is how we approach it. We approach it based on what Jesus has already done. We do not approach it by saying, God, you need to do this. If you don't do this, judgment is going to come. You don't do that. God has already put all of this on Jesus. Jesus has already paid the price. So when you pray for a loved one that you know is not saved, you don't go out and say, God, do this to them or do that to them to make them come into the kingdom. Your prayer should be, Father, Jesus have made a way for all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, Father, I thank you that my family member, um, you know, somebody is being sent to my family member to minister the good news of the gospel. And I bind the hand of the enemy where he will come in and blind their eyes to keep them from receiving this glorious gospel. Because, God, your word said you want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So I thank you that my family member has already been saved through what Jesus have already done. You do not have to say let them toss and turn all night. You do not have to speak that. The only thing you do in standing in the gap for somebody is speaking what the word of God has already done. That's it. We do not set up um, different stations, maps, and all of this, and doing all of this. The gospel just have to be preached, the truth. When you go somewhere into a city, when you preach truth, that's when things come. Go in the word of God. What did the disciples do? They went in with truth. They went in with the good news. You didn't see nobody trying to um, do something before they got there. Only thing they did was preach truth. So if you want to stand in the gap for somebody, just send the word. Just send what Jesus have already done. On the behalf of that person. You're not trying to get nothing done. It's already been done. Jesus is our intercessor. And he's still interceding. On our behalf. So we want to make sure. That we got so many intercessors out here. Saying this is what we got to do. For people to be saved. No you don't. Jesus has already made the way. For people to be saved. And the only thing you got to do. Is give them the way that was already made. Through Jesus Christ. Sins have already been paid for. By Jesus. That what's going to send people to hell. Is not accepting what Jesus have done. Everything is done y'all. You just speaking what Jesus have done. For your loved one. For your whoever it is. Your children. Lord, put someone in their path to minister this good news unto them, Lord. You know, so their hearts are turned to you. They have to be the one to accept it. You cannot make them accept anything. Don't say, Lord, let them stay up all night. Don't let them sleep. Let them toss and turn. That is witchcraft. You do not have to do that. Just speak the word over them. Because he wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It is the truth that makes people free. Knowing the truth is what makes them free. That's what Jesus did. Everywhere he went, he only spoke what his father told him to speak. And look how the demons was just coming out. Look how people were healed, delivered, and set free. Jesus didn't have to do any mapping out before he got there. When he stepped into that city, guess what? The demons was bowing down. So just know what the word of God is saying 
And you can stand in the gap for somebody according to what Jesus have already done. It's not for you to say, God, rend the heavens. You don't pray that. You don't have to. Only thing you have to do is pray according to the word of God and his will. And I give you an example with that. And also, when you don't know how to pray for someone, guess what? God gave us the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 26 through 27. He's going to intercede. He's going to pray the perfect will of God. That's speaking in your heavenly language. When you don't know how to pray, you begin to speak in your heavenly language, and the Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf or on that person's behalf. If I'm praying for Jennifer Simpson and I say, God, I feel a burden. I don't know what to pray, but I know the Holy Spirit will pray on her behalf through me. So I start speaking in tongues. And as I start speaking in tongues, and when I feel a release dealing with her, then I'll stop speaking in tongues. And then I'll say, God, if it's something you want me to interpret in English, to pray out in English, I thank you for the um, interpretation of that tongue. And God will do that because the thing is your heart. God knows your heart. Don't just pray just to be praying. When somebody asks you to pray for them and they want you to stand in the gap for them, meaning can you pray on my behalf? I, you know, I don't know what's going on with me. I can't even tell you to be in agreement because I don't know what's going on. So that's when you say, Father, if they don't know, I know I don't know, but you know all things. Begin to pray in your heavenly language. And that, that's what you're doing. You, you're standing in the gap on their behalf, and the Holy Spirit is praying on their behalf through you, through using your, the heavenly language. And that's something that you will not know unless... You have the gift of interpretation of that tongue. And just ask God, God, if it's something I need to pray in English on their behalf, give me the interpretation of that tongue and he will give it to you. If it's something that he wants you to know at that time. So the Holy Spirit is there to help us intercede. Even for the church, for whatever church it is, Lord, it's things that's happening in churches. You know what's going on. God, you know, I want to speak what you would have me to speak for those churches. And God will give you the word for those churches to speak over those churches. And you just have to hear the Lord when he's speaking. Then we look at um, Acts 12. Y'all remember Peter. When Peter was locked up and um, Herod wanted to kill Peter and he locked them up. And guess what? The saints was praying on his behalf. They were interceding on Peter's behalf. Now, these people were in there interceding. He was locked up. When the angel let him out of prison, he's going to knock on the door, and that girl going to say it was a ghost. Come on, y'all. They interceding, <laughs> standing in the gap, dealing with Peter, probably praying, Lord, send him out of that prison, you know, standing in the gap, speaking strength over Peter. And all of a sudden, Peter's going to come to the house and knock on the door, and, and the girl got a problem, says, Peter, Peter's at the door. And they say, you don't seen a ghost. So this is dealing with standing in the gap. But you have to know what the word of God is saying in order to stand in the gap for anyone. If someone is going through physically in their body and they're asking you to touch and agree, we know the prayer of agreement. But if, if it's something there that you don't know anything about and they're saying, is something else going on with me? I don't know what it is. So can you stand in the gap? Can you pray and ask the Lord to reveal, to show? Then you start praying in your heavenly language. Because some things you're not going to know naturally. It's going to come through the spirit. So make sure when you're interceding for people, this crazy stuff that people got out today about interceding, we're going to stay up all night. 
We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You're trying to do it. When you know what God has already done, the only thing you can um, um, stand in the gap with God, you said, by Jesus' stripes, they were already healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. End of that. You don't have to go into all these rituals and doing all these things that people do. And I'm going to go in the prayer closet and I ain't coming out until I hear from God. You just have to be careful when you got intercessors out here saying you got to do this and you got to do that. No, you don't. You only do what God has already done. To st- We are all intercessors. All of us are intercessors. Some people say you have special intercessors. You might have those that really have the heart of God. Where, you know, their heart is pouring out over the nations and their heart is grieved because of stuff that's going on over the nations. You might have some people like that, but all of us can intercede. But you do have some people that they're just crying out for the nations all the time. That's just all they do. They have that burden on them because God can trust them with that. Because God knows their heart. And then you have some people that they can call you and say, can you pray for me? Yeah, I pray for you. And then you ain't, you ain't thought about them in days. That's not God's heart. So be careful who you ask to stand in the gap for you as well. And we're going to go over that some more. I just gave those few scriptures on the prayer of intercession. Be careful. I remember um, we had a group at the church. And they were praying over different situations. And the Lord instructed me that it wasn't right. I don't know if, if some people remembered this. Kathy, you remember? They were praying over themselves, prophesying over each other. Now, I wasn't in there, but the Lord told me to shut it down because it wasn't right. That's not what should have been done. They're in there crying over their stuff. That wasn't right. <laughs> so, see, God will show you what's going on. And you don't even have to be there to know what's going on. You just have to do what the Lord is telling you to do. Prayer is our communication with God. It keeps us in fellowship with him. It's us talking to him and he's talking back to us. And God will let you know what to pray and how to pray it if you stay in communication with him. He'll put somebody on your heart. And you don't know what's going on with them, but they just keep coming before you, coming before you. That's when you begin to pray in your heavenly language and say, God, I don't understand. Teresa's coming before me today. I don't know what's going on with Teresa, but you know all things. Begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit and hear what the Lord has to say. And then all of a sudden the Lord says, speak strength on her today. And you do it and you're done. But sometimes we try to make stuff so big when it's not that big. Or sometimes we try to put everybody in something that God don't want everybody in. Sometimes we do it because we want people to know I can pray. God didn't tell you to call all them people. Just because you're hearing God. That's between you and God and whoever God is telling you to intercede for. You don't have to tell everybody. Just do what God is telling you to do. And there's a reason for all things. Amen. So just hear the Lord, hear him, be in position to hear what he will have for you to do and how he would have for you to do it. I'll say this, um, one morning Tyson had called me and I can't even remember the message that Tyson had given me that morning, but I knew, I said, okay, God, it was simple, but Tyson heard from God and he called me and said one thing and that was the end of the conversation. I said, thank you, Lord. I received that. 
That was it. Wasn't no long, drawn-out conversation or nothing. That's what God does. He gives you what you need for that moment, for that hour, for that second, and that's the end of it. That's how God have you interceding on somebody's behalf. He'll have you to speak a word of encouragement to somebody. You don't know what's going on, but you know what you're hearing. So be in position to hear what God wants you to hear and turn off everything else that's toning you out from God because it's a lot of hurting people, y'all. It's a lot of people going through different things. And if you don't keep your focus on things above, you're not going to be able to help nobody, not even yourself. So you got to tone out some things and say, God, whom do you want me to pray for today? God is more than just me and what I'm going through. We got people going through things that I'm not going through. So how can I be of help to somebody today beside myself? That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's standing in the gap. That's asking him. It's more than just my family. It's more than just your family. It's somebody else's family that's going through a situation. And they looking normal, but something is not right with that person. That's when you need to say... I don't know what to pray, but Father, you do. So I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit intercede on their behalf. And that's what we do as intercessors. Amen? That's the prayer of intercessor, but we're going to go back over it next Tuesday if it's the Lord's will. Do we have anything else? Anyone? Do we have any more announcements? Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.